nothing is regulated in the pet industry. The food is not regulated, supplements, CBD oil, the toys. So we have to be the dog's advocates. That's it. Listening to the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host and resident dog mom, Erin Scott. If you consider your dog a family member, then this podcast is for you. Let's celebrate the love and connection we have with our dogs. Not only can a dog be your best friend, but I believe a dog can be a healer, a teacher, and an inspiration. This is a place for us to connect in the joy of loving our dogs, and also a place where you know you're not alone in the difficult times or in the sadness of missing a dog that was an important part of your life. I can't wait to share with you stories of how the love of a dog is changing our lives and changing the world. This is Believe in Dog. Welcome to episode 26 of the Believe in Dog podcast. I'm your host, Erin Scott, and thank you for being here today. I actually have a little bit of exciting news to share with you today before we get started. I have some projects that I've been working on behind the scenes for the past year to year and a half, and I'm finally starting to roll some of them out for you. So first, I hope that you will see the new format of the show notes, which are now going to take you to believeindogpodcast.com. At long, long, long last, BelieveIndogPodcast.com is finally ready for you and will be the new home to the show notes and write-ups that go along with the episodes where you'll be able to find any of the resources and links we talk about and also a, a new place for you to find photo albums of our guests. And there also is a contact form if you'd like to nominate yourself to be a guest on the podcast or if you know somebody who should be nominated to be a guest. So I hope you'll take a few moments to check out BelieveIndogPodcast.com and you'll also see a link there that'll take you to a sneak peek of my new project that I'm working on, which you will be hearing more about in upcoming episodes. Also, I wanted to announce if there's anybody local to the Baltimore area, I am going to be a speaker at the Baltimore Humane Society's 10th Annual Pet Memorial Sunday on Sunday, September 12th. This is a free event that starts at 11 a.m. on the grounds of the Baltimore Humane Society, and they have a really beautiful candle lighting ceremony where they will honor any pets that have been lost over the past year or even any pet that you've lost at any time that you'd like to remember in this way. They're going to have several speakers, and I will be one of them, and I'm so honored to be able to speak about our pets as healers, as teachers, and as inspiration. I'll have a link in the show notes with more information if you'd like to RSVP to be a part of the Baltimore Humane Society's 10th Annual Pet Memorial Sunday event on Sunday, September 12th. I'm so excited for you to meet today's guest, Krista Karpowicz of the Wag Out Loud podcast and wagoutloud.com. Krista is a former business consultant whose love of dogs and keeping her dogs healthy led her to seek out a certificate in canine nutrition from the Companion Animal Sciences Institute. And once she got her certificate, she decided she wanted to share her information with the world through starting the Wag Out Loud podcast, which has over 120 episodes with some of the movers and shakers and groundbreakers in the canine health and wellness field. 
And so Krista's going to take us on her journey today, and I'm really excited for you to learn more about her. I know that we all want our dogs to live long, healthy lives, and I've lost two dogs to cancer, which really turned me into a self-proclaimed dog health nerd because I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to keep my dogs healthy. And I love Krista's commitment to always learning, always sharing her information, and always doing her research, which is a trait that I definitely admire in people. So Krista and I are going to talk about her background, the surprising health benefit that happened when she first started feeding her dog a raw diet. Krista will share with us what led to her seeking out her canine nutrition certificate and what led to her starting her podcast. She shares with us the biggest aha moment that she's had since starting her podcast. And then Krista's going to share with us some of what she's learned on this dog health journey that she's been on. She'll share with us how to start making changes to your dog's diet, how to work with your veterinarian, and she'll take us inside her process for researching new products, and she'll share with us some of her favorite products, and we'll hear about the future for Wag Out Loud. So let's get started with Krista Karpowicz of Wag Out Loud. We are here today with Krista Karpowicz, host of the Wag Out Loud podcast. Hi, Krista. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me here today. Of course, you and I are obsessed with dogs, and it's always fun to geek out about dogs with you, so thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I always say that, you know, as dog owners, we all want our dogs to live long, healthy lives with us. And I know that you are so passionate about dog health topics. That's what your whole podcast is about, is exploring dog health topics. And I love that. I totally geek out on that. You know, I've lost two dogs in the past to cancer. Um, Penny has had autoimmune issues. Nino has stomach issues. So this has become a big part of my life. <laughs> and so I'm so curious to hear your story and hear how this became such a part of your life. So I always like to start by asking people, you know, did you grow up with dogs and, and animals? Have you always been a, a pet lover? Yes, absolutely. I remember being in diapers and we had a English bull mastiff named Mondi, and I actually rode her around the house because she's huge. Uh, so yes, I have had all different breeds and they're all amazing. You know, any dog, I, I just think dogs are, you know, way up here compared to where we are way down here. You know, <laughs> they're here to teach us a lot, as you know. I, I know sometimes my husband jokes that they are like the Zen masters. <laughs> that they are. I agree. <laughs> so when you, you know, like get out of college or start going out on your own, uh, did you want to have pets as part of your life right away? Yes, I did. Um, I was fortunate in college to be able to have my dog with me in the apartments where I lived. My first year I did not. So my mom took care of my dog because I was in the dorm. But after that, yeah, I always had my dog with me and they were a major part of my life. And so I know part of your health dog's health journey starts with Higgins. Do oh, you want to yes. tell me a little bit about him? Yeah. Um, Higgins was my previous dog. So we're talking probably 14, 15 years ago, he was having seizures and I took him to three different vets, you know, because 
watching a dog have seizures, it's awful. Oh, my girl Lucy, who passed away, she had seizures from a very unusual cause. And it's literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And you just feel so helpless. helpless. Yes, absolutely. So three different vets could not figure out what the cause was. And at the same time, we were looking at getting a second dog and she was already four years old and the breeder would not sell her to us unless we promised to feed raw. I had not fed raw. So I said, sure, you know, it would be easier to feed them both raw at the same time. So Higgins was then fed raw. And after that, he never got another seizure. So that told me, wow, nutrition is super important. And that was always in the back of my head. I always researched. I was fascinated. What other raw foods can I feed my dog? Well, enter Winston, who is my current dog. He's 12, and he's been raw fed his entire life. So I know, and you know, you hear so many stories of people feeding fresh and or raw and the differences that they see. I mean, stories beyond stories. And it's true. You know, once you switch from dry processed kibble to a fresh or raw diet, there are so many amazing changes that you see in your dog. And I just love learning about canine nutrition. And you actually went to school to get a certification for that, right? I did. I was walking Winston one day. This was back in 2018. And I don't know if you agree, but that's when all of the best ideas come to me when I'm out (laughs) with a walk with my dog. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And I did. I took the course through the Companion Animal Science Institute. And it took me a year because I had a J-O-B at the time. And once I got certified, don't ask me why. I'm like, oh, I can just start a podcast. Can't be that hard, right? (laughs) So fast forward two years, here I am. So I have actually looked into the program that you're talking about, and I know that it is extremely rigorous and it's pulling out like all the high school chemistry notes that you forgot and you're talking amino acids and vitamins and minerals. And did you have a background in science professionally or were you trying to get yourself up to speed on all this? No. And, you know, it's funny you say that. It reminded me of being back in school because it is in depth, there is so much to canine nutrition that you wouldn't think. So the biology, the physiology, the chemistry, it's, it's serious, but I just, I enjoyed every part of it. And, you know, things seem to be changing. We're learning more, you know, the last few years we've been learning about gut health, you know, how the microbiome is so important for their immune system So I just, I love sponging up this information. You know, how can I do better? What does my dog need? So yeah, I love it. I'm a geek. (laughs) So what was your background professionally before this? I was with a company. I was part owner of a company that did small business advisory. And our main clients were dentists. Oh, okay. And it was great. I loved it. The people were amazing. But it wasn't my passion. Dentistry was not your passion. It was not. It did not get me out of bed in the morning. (laughs) I 
just love that story. Like I, I, I feel the same way. And I feel like sometimes it takes, it takes us having like a crisis in our dog's health or maybe even our own health before we start really paying attention to like, what are we feeding? What are we surrounded by? What are these chemicals that we're using? Um, did, did you ever have like that kind of crisis with your dog's health or has your, or you've been very fortunate that this has been more like preventive? Well, I would say both. Um, you know, I was your typical dog parent. I just didn't know. I was, you know, I fed kibble cause I thought that's what you feed a dog. I fed dogs out of a bowl. Now I know better. That is a convenience for us. I went and got my dogs vaccinated every single year because that's what my veterinarian told me to do. I know better now. You know, cancer rates in dogs, as you know, are at an all-time high and just increasing. So over half of the dogs out there, especially over the age of 10, are going to die from cancer. So you really have to look at what is causing that and again, I am learning. I'm learning every single day with the experts that come on the show, you included. I can't wait to release your episode, Erin. I'm so excited. Yes. So, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And it's all of these things. It's the toxins that we are exposing ourselves to, as well as our dogs, that are causing all of this disease and illness. So, I'd say nothing super tragic has happened to my dogs, but Winston, I used to just walk him in a collar. You know, he is a very handsome German leather collar and he would always pull. Well, he now has collapsed trachea. So I learned the hard way, unfortunately, that, you know, dogs should be walked in a harness and he always wears a harness now, but yeah, I would say that was one of the biggest aha moments for me. And everything that I am learning is preventative. You know, I don't want him to be one of those cancer statistics. So I try to give him the healthiest life possible. So as you're talking to experts in the pet health industry, has there ever been a time where you're you're talking to someone and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Oh my God, I needed to make this change to my dog right now. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, every single show I learned something new. I think the biggest aha moment for me was when I learned about glyphosate. I didn't know it existed. I had no idea. And glyphosate is the main ingredient of Roundup. What is sprayed on not only our lawns and golf courses and parks, but our crops. Right. It's like a, a herbicide for like people use it for weed killer and stuff it like is. that. It is. And unfortunately here in the U S <laughs> we spray not only the regular crops, but the non GMO crops have even more glyphosate. So Monsanto is the company that developed this awful toxin Uh, in the seventies. So if you look at the increase of spraying glyphosate and you put the main diseases that we and our animals are experiencing, it's the same rise and 
glyphosate is in our bodies with the food that we're eating and dogs have seven to 10 times more glyphosate in their bodies because they're walking on it. They're ingesting it. Right. I mean, their paws are directly on the grass, absorbing it, you know, through their skin. Absolutely. So I feed organic, I eat organic because that is the best choice to not have food with glyphosate in it. That was actually one of my questions is how has what you learned about dog health, um, has that impacted your own health or how you take care of, of yourself also? Absolutely. I, you know, I never knew that in our homes, our homes are more polluted. The air in our own house is, has more pollution and toxins in the air than outside in any wow. major city. Cause you wouldn't think that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, but then when you think when you do think, um, you know, the chemicals in carpeting, in cleaning Clean the products. off-gassing. Yes. Um, you know, people love their plug-ins, and the plug-in is right at the same height of our dogs. I don't think that they would want to smell that if they had a choice. So, yeah, I learning stuff like that has been amazing. Uh, you and I, before we started, we talked about the flea and tick chemicals that a lot of people put on their dogs, you know, whether it's a collar or whether it's the um, liquid that you put between their shoulders. And I've learned of other natural ways to prevent and kill fleas and ticks. So, it's, it's all the toxins that we are exposed to as well as our dogs that we just need to understand, okay, they exist. How do we do things better? So I can imagine that there are pet parents listening who are feeling maybe overwhelmed right now that, oh my God, there's just so much. Um, where do I start? Why should I even bother? Um, I can remember I've had times where I felt that way too, where it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I just don't even know what to do anymore. Where do you think it starts if you if you want to make changes for your dog's health for the better? Where do you think you should start? Where's the easy is there an easier place to start? Do you just have to pick something and, and do that? And what yeah. do you say to the overwhelmed uh newbie to all this? <laughs> well, that I've been there and I'm not going to shame anybody because again, I, I was that dog parent that I didn't know any better. I was too. Yeah. And you know, I know a lot of people today that are still feeding kibble and if that's your choice, okay. But I would encourage you if you are going to feed that to maybe add some fresh food to the diet, because that's going to make all the difference you know, there's been studies that just adding leafy greens to your dog's is existing kibble. They did a study on uh, Scotty's actually three times a week, just adding leafy vegetables on top of the kibble decreases by, I think it was 90% certain cancers. Yes. But just a warning to people that you can't just feed your dog a regular whole vegetable, raw vegetable, because they're not able to digest it. And that's why veggies have to be either lightly steamed or pulverized or, you know, 
just put them in a juicer or uh, a blender. Uh, and they're so good for them, the antioxidants and the minerals and the vitamins. So doing that, or we were talking about adding eggs. Eggs are the perfect protein. Um, all of the amino acids, you can give it raw. If you're not feeding raw, I would not suggest that because you want to slowly introduce a new diet, but you can maybe scramble an egg, put it on top, a few blueberries, great antioxidants there. Dogs love them. It would be a great treat. Um, sardines from the grocery store. I think they're a dollar, you know, sardines in water, great omegas. So there's things that you can do slowly, but if anybody's interested in learning more, I could definitely, you know, tell you where to go. You know, if you want to feed raw, there's co-ops that make it a lot more affordable. You just, you know, Google raw co-op in my area. And as you know, there's so many companies coming on the scene that deliver right to your door, the fresh food diet. And, um, they are customized to your dog. So there's a lot of great options out there. I, I would highly encourage people to steer away from kibble. That's a whole nother show <laughs> as to why <laughs> and, and that Krista is not has good. done that show and you can find it at wag out loud. <laughs> I have done that show. Yes. So it is overwhelming. And another thing that you and I both know is nothing is regulated in the pet industry. And that is why so many people just don't know where to go for answers. The food is not regulated. Supplements, CBD oil, the toys, you know, the plastics in our toys, a lot of stuff is made in China. And if you don't know what is in the plastic, if it is recycled plastic, could be leaching into your dog's skin or mouth, you know, whatever the product is. So we have to be the dog's advocates. That's it. Simple. We have to figure things out. Now I know, I feel like a lot of times we think, oh, well, if it's being sold in the store, it must be okay. And What's really interesting, and there are people, and and again, Krista's done done episodes about this, that it's not really as regulated as you think it is. And and just because it is in being sold in the store doesn't mean that it's safe. And it doesn't mean, it really doesn't mean that it's the healthiest choice for your pet. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Erin. And not only the ingredients that are in these foods, but the marketing ploys, you know, they can say anything. It has a big juicy steak, you know, all natural. It means nothing, absolutely nothing. So I really encourage people to do their homework on, you know, look at ingredients, ask the questions, where is this sourced from? Yeah. It's, it's sad that nobody is, is regulating anywhere, unfortunately. No, that's such a good, a good point. And that's definitely one of the things that I have learned on this journey with my pet's health also. So I know when you start talking about things like feeding raw or not using chemicals for flea and ticks or 
wanting to do a different vaccine schedule with your dog, sometimes that's going to cause you to start butting heads with your veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And I have been in this situation where the care that I want for my dog is different from what my veterinarian thinks is the best thing to do. And it's uncomfortable <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I think sometimes we, we start to think, well, I'm not a vet. I, I didn't go to veterinary school. I saw something on the internet and, and now I want to make this big change to my, my dog's health. And somebody with a lab coat is telling me that I shouldn't. Do you have any thoughts on, on how to address the veterinary backlash that, that somebody might start to get? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say any veterinarian, whether they're conventional integrative or holistic, they have to be open to anything that you want to talk about. You are both, you both exist to give the best care to your animal. So number one, if you have a veterinarian that you are butting heads with, that is not open to how you are caring for your dog, I would personally look elsewhere. Conventional vets, I mean, people have to remember, they go to school, they have very, very little, I've heard one day of training in school on nutrition. And these are the big commercial brands that are there when they're in vet school and they're giving them free product. And here, when you graduate, sell this in your lobby. There's been Well, now there are studies on raw and fresh food feeding that more veterinarians are learning about, but up until now, it's been a lot of anecdotal, you know, oh, my dogs, I'm feeding raw and their coat is better and they don't smell and they're not itching. Okay. But I need clinical proof. I need data. Well, there is. And if anybody wants to learn more A book that I highly recommend is Feeding Dogs by Dr. Connor Brady. Yes. Um, I'm just finishing it right now, and it gives you the science and all the studies that have been done. So your veterinarian not only uh, cares for dogs, but other species as well. They have to know so much, and their schedules are so packed It's no wonder that veterinarians have one of the highest suicide rates. We have to remember what they're going through. So don't be surprised if your vet says, okay, it's time for Fluffy's vaccinations again this year. Okay, but you can always push back. Well, I'm not sure I want to do that. Do you do titer testing? Titers? You know, over 90% of the dogs, once they've had their puppy shots, they are protected. Again, you know, the core vaccines that they received, you don't have to keep giving them year after year. They already have the antibodies for the rest of their life. And that's what a titers will show. It's a, you know, it's just regular blood work. So I encourage people to have an open and honest conversation with their veterinarian. You can't feel intimidated. They'll tell you they don't know it all. And if, you know, if it's not a good relationship and you don't believe that they have your dog's best interest in mind, you can always find somebody else. And that's kind of like why, you know, my show focuses a lot of integrative medicine and holistic medicine 
because there are so many other ways to bring health to your animal. So I, I would encourage you to have the conversation. And if that doesn't happen, look elsewhere. Having a vet that's on the same page as you is, is like one of the most important things. And, and sometimes that means a little bit of trial and error, but Sometimes it's like, do you want to spend the money trying to prevent the disease or do you want to spend the money treating the disease? Because so right. none of these are, are cheap things, Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. You've hit the nail on the head. Actually, it's, it's amazing when, when we're talking about vaccines. Most clinics that get the annual, give the annual vaccines, about 15% of them or 15% of their income is from vaccination. Another 65% of a practice, their revenue is from addressing the vaccine-induced diseases. And it's the same with food. Pay now up front or pay later. Because one of the main things with kibble is the inflammation that it causes. And inflammation equals disease. It's that, it's that simple. And dogs have no nutritional need for carbohydrates, even though most of these kibble brands just look, they're over 40% carbohydrates. Right. Yeah, these are such, such good points and such important points. And, you know, it's interesting with, with me, my, my journey of taking care of myself as well as taking care of my dogs has been very intertwined with doing things like, uh, eating organic or, you know, we, we have a, like a co-op that we're a part of even for, uh, our people meats and, and foods that, that we get from a, a local farm where we're actually able to go out and even visit the animals if we want and see how they're being cared for and, and not having, you know, factory farming type situations. Cause that, that was really important a really important change for us, you know, to want to make for ourselves. And it's just so important. And I, I feel like it's a, a worthwhile place to put our time and energy and effort, even though sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have to do an hour of research before I make any decision in my no. life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and going back to nutrition and I didn't know any of this before, but, you know, there are people that home cook for their dog and they say, oh, I cook and make chicken and rice. That's great, but there are so many nutrients that are lacking from that diet. And that is just something that you would need to research and find a recipe that is complete and balanced because a lot of these home cooked meals and just a regular recipe that you might find online doesn't mean that it's complete and balanced. A lot of our dogs are lacking calcium, vitamin A, and vitamin D. So there are some great resources out there. You know, there's nutritionists, there's Dr. Karen Becker, there's Dr. Judy Morgan, who have awesome recipes. Um, and then there's two websites that you can go to that ensure that you, what you're making, what you're putting together, this diet is complete and balanced. And it's actually fun to do this computing. And one of them is petdiets.com. 
And one of them is balanceit.com. So balanceit.com. Okay. Um, so if you want to home cook for your dog, that is great, but just make sure that it is complete and balanced. And then once you start omitting or substituting ingredients, then you've strayed from that complete diet. So just be and careful. Actually, you just reminded me of a good point I wanted to bring up, which is that feeding a raw diet for your dog doesn't just mean, oh, here's some ground beef. I'm going to dump it in your bowl. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, we do a commercial diet because there are ways to kind of do it yourself, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I get a little overwhelmed with it and it's just easier to me to buy it at the store. <laughs> I am with you on that. Yeah. Cause when we talk raw, you're talking about muscle meat, organ meat and bone. That is, you know, that is a raw diet and you have to know how much of each. And, you know, there are those people that feed a prey model diet and that's eyeballs and hair and everything, which is awesome if you have the time to do that. I have to admit, I try to avoid those pictures on Instagram. Yeah, it's, that's commitment (laughs) for sure. I agree. Yeah. I feel like it, it takes a level of giving ourselves permission to sort of go outside the box. (laughs) And sometimes that that can be a little scary, but there's also this whole huge community and movement of people who are starting to also kind of all go outside the box. And there are veterinarians and integrative and holistic veterinarians who, you know, are, are really preaching about this too. So it's not like there's not a whole other community out here doing this. That is true. Good point. Uh, It's just a matter of kind of starting to look in the right places. Um, And I know you've already given us some amazing resources. Are there any other great resources? Like I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking like of the American Holistic Veterinary Association uh, is a great place to look to find, you know, a vet who might be looking more at some of these outside of the box options. Absolutely. And, you know, this stuff is not woo woo. These treatments of acupuncture and herbs and kinesiology, you know, these are proven treatments that I unfortunately believe human medicine for sure, but a lot of conventional medicine for our dogs, it's throwing a medication at them. It's a band-aid. It's not where a holistic vet is going to go to the root of the issue. Why is this happening? Right. And instead of just pumping them full of medications, let's address the issue. And I just love that approach. I yes. Think yes. That's good for ourselves and our dogs. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to be like raising the roof over here. <laughs> <laughs> So what does Winston's care, does he have like a care team um, of practitioners? Like what does his routine look like? Yeah, we have um, Dr. Judy Jasek is, I'm so lucky to have her in my backyard here in yes, Colorado. That's amazing. <laughs> she writes for Dogs Naturally magazine and she does presentations. Um, so he goes in for his annual exam. I think we go 
it's either this Friday or next Friday. And, you know, he's 12. So I want to make sure that as a senior that he is doing well. And we just do a regular blood panel to make sure everything checks out. She looks at his teeth. That's a whole nother thing we could talk about is, you know, periodontal care for your dog. And, um, I do buy a lot of commercial raw. So my pet boutique here locally where I buy his food and treats, you know, we are a team and she tells me when we have new food or, or there's a new flavor from so-and-so. Um, but I think it's just being entrenched in this industry and learning from others what they're using, what they've tried, what they feed, what their dogs like, that that's how I'm learning all the time. And people are always sending me products, try my product, because I do have affiliates as well. So I put them through a huge vetting process to make sure that everything is, you know, safe. How do they manufacture? Where do they manufacture? And if this product actually works. So Right. I know anything yeah. that you recommend, I, you know, hundred percent trust that you have done the research and done the homework that this is something that is good for our dogs and safe for our dogs. And like, I have no qualms at all about buying anything that you recommend. Oh, I thank you. And if somebody wants to go check those products out, uh, I'd say most of them do have discounts that we can offer. Uh, so yeah, check out the amazing products. One that I just added, we were talking about fleas and ticks. Uh, this is tickless is the company and it is a tiny, um, you charge it on a USB and it's the frequency that disorients fleas and ticks. Wow. We I can't hear it. They don't hear it. Wildlife doesn't hear it. It's, it's a certain frequency and it's third-party tested, and it is the number one chemical-free flea and tick prevention in Europe. So it's wow. now here in the U.S., and I used it, and awesome product. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want to go get this right now. We have had, you know, because we always check the dogs when we get back, and my husband and the dogs, like, it, there's, like, a certain place where we walk, and it's, like, we're guaranteed somebody's coming home with a tick. Even despite all of the products that we use, you know, somebody's coming home with a tick on them somewhere. And then I get all freaked out that they're in my hair. And now I feel oh, like yeah. I have them crawling on me. But, <laughs> but well, yeah, you've got to check. They carry Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. It's just the, all these parasites are an issue. So, yeah, great product. That's amazing. I know we like, I, I'm blanking out on the name of it right now, but there's an additive that you, for the water that helps with their um, oral health. And that's been one of the best things that I've purchased. And we've even noticed a difference with Penny. Like Nino has wonderful teeth, but Penny, like for whatever reason, she's always seems more prone to that. And, And our vet even commented that she's noticed a difference in Penny's teeth. Yeah, that product is teeth, T-E-F. That's right, teeth, yes, because um, <laughs> yeah. we always call their teeth uh, teethers, so teeth. it, made me, it made me giggle when I saw the name, yeah. Yeah, fantastic, all-natural product, and who knew about the oral microbiome? microbiome. We talk about the gut, but yeah, they're good and bad bacteria in the mouth as well. Yes, yeah, that, that's been one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, with Penny, I mean, 
I always laugh. Penny and I actually have the same chiropractor. She takes care of both people and animals. And she was actually Penny's chiropractor first because I didn't know that she saw people too. That's great. (laughs) So we, you know, like we go see the chiropractor every month. Like the vet that we go to does acupuncture um, with her regularly. Like she's on herbs, Chinese herbs with her, her meals and some of the other like standard process supplements like but it it, to me is all super easy to just you know add these things in and to take her to the the vet and and I feel like I have physically witnessed you know we had a massive health crisis with her about a year and a half ago um she went through a period of time in 2019 where she had a series of urinary tract infections and Mm. so she was on like four different antibiotics over the course of a year. And then even though we're feeding raw, even though we're getting goat milk and fish stock and, you know, doing what I thought were all the things she developed these terrible sores like on her feet that would start out as like cysts and then they would just not heal. And they were just getting worse and worse. And it, like at one point it was like halfway up her leg was just like all these red oozing bumps. It was horrible. We didn't know if it was allergies or autoimmune or we still don't even know exactly what the diagnosis is. Mm-hmm. And so for months, you know, we were going to the vet and trying all these things, throwing everything at it. And it's been doing the, fecal microbiome transplants with the ozone therapy that has finally like made her turn the corner. And after her second treatment of that, she's like, her feet are totally fine. All the fur has grown, grown back. Like, so now we've done, I think like another maintenance one and she has like another kind of maintenance one coming up also. Um, but that's really what it's taken. And it's like, I've, I physically seen this, you know, with, with my own dogs, um, you know, how, how important and how powerful this type of, of medicine can be. And so I love that you are proselytizing about this Aww. on your show. And I know like you are really busy over there. <laughs> yes, I am. And actually tomorrow I'm doing the interview with the owners of Animal Biome. Oh. And so Dr. Holly Gans and Carlton Osborne are going to be on the show talking nothing but how antibiotics affect the gut. So that sounds exactly like what you went through. Yes. You know, giving antibiotics totally disrupts the microbiome and they're going to come on and tell us, you know, if your dog needs antibiotics, how do you ensure that their gut stays healthy once you know, your dog is taking the course of antibiotics. So I'm really excited about that one. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. Um, do you, um, I mean, you get such amazing guests and, you know, they're all like the movers and the shakers of, you know, this whole pet wellness movement. And, um, it's been very exciting to see, you know, your evolution and, and now you're doing these, bringing these different products, uh, in. Um, so what is the, the future look like? Well, it's funny you ask because I, am now uh, creating a new position for myself and I'm going to be a dog brand liaison and it's with these products that I am just wild about small manufacturers everything is patented and I am introducing these amazing products to the small mom and pop retailers because 
everybody benefits the dog, the dog parent, the retail owner, the manufacturer. So I'm doing show and tell with my favorite products with the retailers. So I'm really excited to start this new chapter. The podcast is not going away. I can't imagine ever not doing it, but I'm excited about this uh, new chapter. That's so exciting. What's one of your favorite products that you're going to be working with? Thank you for asking, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Mine Pet Platter. Mine, like M-I-N-E? M-I-N-E. Okay. And I alluded earlier that feeding from a bowl is our convenience. Dogs should not be eating from a bowl. You know, if they were out in the wild, a wild dog does not eat from a bowl. So okay. This- I will admit that I do feed from a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to check out the pet platter. I guess I do. <laughs> yes. Um, for so many reasons, I, I tried it on Winston and in a bowl, the same meal took 27 seconds to eat. Wow. And on the pet platter, it was four minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, wow. That's and really he was relaxed and he walked around the platter and it has little grooves to like mimic the shape of the end of a bone and they lick the food from the pet platter. There's grooves and ridges and it's positive licking. It re- releases the positive endorphins, whereas like a licky mat and a lot of slow feeders actually give them more anxiety because they can't get to all the food. You know, it's stuck like peanut butter at the end of a Kong. They can't get to it. So this is their natural feeding territory. It's made in the U S it's BPA free. It's sustainable. It's recyclable. It's dishwasher safe. I mean, I was just going to ask, how do you care for this after you feed raw and you, you know, sometimes it's like a little slimy and gross. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's pop it in the dishwasher. You put it in the dishwasher. Right. And I love watching Winston eat from the pet platter. It's just so cool. Cause he slows down. He's enjoying it. He's relaxed when he's eating out of a bowl. He's just gulping it and pushing the food up the sidewall. Right. And that is not healthy, you know, for their mm-hmm. digestion. So love this product. (laughs) So if you want to check it out, it's on my website, Wag Out Loud. And there is a discount there as well, a discount code. And so is this, do you put this like down on the ground or is it like raised? just? It lays flat and uh, it's made from plant fibers and has a natural warming surface. And I mean, whatever type of food you feed, whether it's dry, canned, fresh, raw, it works. And, uh, a lot of shelters are selling these with the adopted dogs and they're made in the colors that dogs see. Oh, interesting. So teal, red, and gold. And that's why it's called the mine pet platter. So, uh, fluffy over here has the teal color. Fluffy knows this is mine. This is the teal and Winston might have the golden rod, the gold, he knows that is his feeding territory. I mean, so for multi-dog households, it's just, it's brilliant. I'm going to have to look into this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll keep everybody posted. Maybe I'll post some videos on uh, Instagram or something of us yeah, trying this out. Yeah, I'd love to hear your feedback. <laughs> That's really interesting. 
So I'm so excited for you. This is um, you. really exciting because I, I love the idea of, you know, bringing like these new great products, bringing more attention to them and, and having them vetted by somebody who has really high standards and yes. has our best interests at heart, which I do trust that you do. I have to tell everybody that Krista was like my first podcast friend. She reached out to me almost right away after I started and she has just been so kind and generous, you know, with her time and attention. And believe me when I say that I trust anything that she is is promoting because like, I believe you when you say like, this is the best, like, I trust that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Erin. I, well, I appreciate you being on my show. I just love what you're doing. And as you know, I've been bringing past guests with amazing topics on Clubhouse yes, because, Clubhouse. you know, podcasts are one-way communication and we want everybody to be in on the conversation, ask questions, give us comments. So you can find past guests on Clubhouse and today, you know, like we're doing one, why dogs should have low carbs. I can't wait to talk to our expert on that topic and hear from others. So and, and that's what the movement is all about. It's just asking questions. It's talking to other dog parents, what works for you and being open, you know, to all of these great holistic treatments as well. You know, conventional medicine has its place all day long, but just be open to other more natural ways of healing for ourselves and our dogs. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things I always love to to start wrapping up with is with, with your dogs. I talk a lot about like some of the lessons that I've learned. Like, has there been any lessons that you've learned from your dogs that have impacted your life? Oh, that's a good, that's, yeah. I am type A personality, crazy woman, stressed out, put way too much on my plate. And I would say Winston definitely slows me down. You know, let's go out for a walk. We meditate together every single morning, Winston and I. And he just makes me slow down. He makes me take deep breaths. I don't have to be in a hurry. And again, that's why I love dogs. They just have so much to teach us if we would only listen. <laughs> that is so, so great. I love that. <laughs> and, and, and very true in my life also, I would say. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Krista. Aaron, I can't thank you enough and keep doing what you're doing. I'm so thankful to Krista for taking the time to be with us. I'll have links to everything that she mentioned in the show notes. Make sure you click through to the believeindogpodcast.com show notes link. I'll have tons of resources and links to Krista's website so you can find out about all the products that she recommends and get her discount codes also. I actually just bought the Tickless product that she mentioned, and I actually did a little unboxing of it on my Instagram stories last week. I'm really excited to try this because we have a place right near our house that we love to walk, but somebody is always coming home with ticks on them. I'm also a big fan of the teeth product that she mentioned that goes into your dog's water bowl. 
I have not yet broken down and gotten the mine pet platter, but I will make sure I will let you know if I do. And I will make sure to be sharing some about that on Instagram too. I'm really curious how Penny and Nino would take to that. We might have to try feeding it outside in the beginning or putting towels down or something. If you are feeling overwhelmed listening to this information, I hope that it's in a good way and an excited way of all the things that you can do. Some of them are super easy to help your dog's health. It could be adding some extra steamed spinach into their bowl or giving some extra blueberries on top. It really can be this easy to start making changes for your dog's health. You don't even have to count them as changes. It's just extra treats for them that happen to be super healthy. I feel like the idea of change can sometimes be daunting or overwhelming, and it doesn't have to be. It really can be breaking an egg or buying a 99 cent can of sardines at the grocery store. It doesn't have to be all at once. It can be something as simple as adding this teeth powder into your dog's water bowl and seeing if it helps with their breath or with any tartar and buildup that they get. And you can always reach out to me, reach out to Krista, and talk about some of the things you want to do or try with your dog's health. We really do love this stuff. I hope that that came through in the interview. There's never any shame or guilt or judgment about the choices that you're making for your dog's health. I understand that you're doing the best that you can. I'm doing the best that I can too, and that looks different for everyone. We all just want our dogs to live long, healthy lives with us. And after we lost Lucy and Kahlua to cancer, I'm super committed to making all the changes that I can, even if sometimes they're a little bit inconvenient or more expensive than I think it should be. (laughs) And remember to check out Krista's Wag Out Loud podcast for all things dog health. And also, I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes to the Clubhouse app that Krista and I were talking about. This is really fun if you haven't tried it. At one point, you needed to have like an invitation, but I think it's open to anybody now, whether you have Android or iPhone. And you can just kind of join a room and start talking to people. And there are a lot of really interesting speakers on there. There are veterinarians. I got to talk to an integrative veterinarian last week, and I was totally geeking out about that conversation. And it's not just dog health stuff on Clubhouse. You can find anything from talking about grief and loss to people talking about dog training, all kinds of dog training stuff on there, if that's your thing. And of course, look for Krista and Wag Out Loud. I'm on there as Believe in Dog Pod. So I hope you will find us and follow us. And there's tons of conversations going on on the Clubhouse app at any given time, not just dog related things, anything you could possibly think of. And there's no video. You don't have to show your face. You just talk to people. And it's been a lot of fun so far. As Krista mentioned, she's been bringing back some of her previous podcast guests. So if you listen to an episode of her podcast and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I have this question or how would this apply to me? Then you can actually go on Clubhouse. Krista will have the guest back and you can have a whole conversation with the guest. And it's really, really cool. So I hope to see you over on Clubhouse. One other thing I wanted to mention, I actually just recorded an interview with a podcast called Open Minded Healing. It's a podcast talking about people health, but I even talk there about some of the things I've done with my own health struggles that are a little bit outside the box and how there's so many different tools in the toolbox. And so I'm just as passionate about this for people health as I am for dog health. And I'll keep you posted about when this episode goes live with this Open Minded Healing podcast. 
So that'll do it for today's episode of Believe in Dog. Remember that you can find me on Facebook at Believe in Dog Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Believe in Dog Podcast with underscores. And you can always email me at Erin, E-R-I-N, at Believe in Dog Podcast.com. And while you're there, remember to check out the new Believe in Dog Podcast.com website. And I'm always here to reach out to if you have some questions about making some changes for your dog or you don't know where to start or you don't know what your dog specifically would need that would benefit them. I love all this stuff. Please reach out anytime. If you like this episode or found anything helpful, I hope that you will tell a friend or share on your social media. And I would love, love, love if you left a five-star rating and written review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'll have a link in the show notes that'll take you right to the place to do that. And it really does help more people find the show. And I may be working on an upcoming giveaway for anyone that has left a review so you can get yours in now. Until next time, this is Erin Scott sending you hugs and belly rubs. Mm -hmm.